Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. Today is a It's Time to Talk About It section or segment. And the reason why I changed this title is because, for one, I do not know if Destry Smith is a pedophile. Alright. And it just seems very irresponsible for me to sit here and say that he is. There is too much going on right now for me to even call him that. Because, to be perfectly honest, I don't think we will ever know whether or not he is what the public says he is right now. And with things that have happened and unfolded, it has been um, found out that his best friend Nate at the time was also talking to underage girls. So we know that they both did some stupid things together. And I don't think that, you know, it's okay for me to say, oh, this guy's a pedophile, when we don't actually know whether he's still doing that or not. But I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to defend anybody. This is just me trying to be very responsible. But you guys can make up your mind about whatever about this section of my podcast. Make up your own mind. Who is Destry Smith to you? If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach me on my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube channel, and also my Gmail account, which I have just uh, put up. So I will always have those in the description now. Thank you very much. If you are at all interested in supporting Rogue Radio, if you like what we do, if you like what we are putting out for you and all the information that we give, we have a GoFundMe. Every donation that we do receive will be put towards missions and also the expansion of our YouTube channel and our anchor. Missions is something that me and my husband believe in. We want to help people overseas and seeing that there are many countries that do listen to this podcast, we want to be able to give back to you as well. And giving into missions and mission work and missionaries is something that we want to do. Our GoFundMe page will also be in the description below, so be sure to click and donate. Thank you very much. We love you very much. I didn't want to do this because I used to be a very big fan of this person, this YouTuber. Um, but since it's such a big topic, I want to be able to tell the victim stories, whether they're true or not. Because I feel like if it is true, then I'm not defending anybody. 
um, if I'm not taking any sides. And I'm, I'm still not, trust me. And trust me when I say anybody who has truly gone through anything has been objectified by this guy. Trust me when I say it's not that I don't believe you. It's that there have been cases, like I said, of men being falsely accused and being put in jail because of stuff like this. Because of certain fake victims that will um, say things that aren't true. But um, it's not up to me to say whether or not the victims are real victims or the person is a real suspect. Um, Today, I am just going to be delivering the information and um, you all can make up your mind of who Destry Smith truly is to you. Because I have adamantly said that if I find any pedophile, any person that has objectified women, children, even men or boys, that I will cover the news about it. And just because I used to be a fan and just because I'm kind of bent out of shape because I feel betrayed as a fan by this guy, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't make a podcast segment about this person. Because if it is true, then I want to be able to deliver that information as accurately as possible for people who have gone through this in different situations, who have had been traumatized, I want to be able to support you. I want to be able to have my podcast, my anchor, as a safe place for you. And this is why I'm making it. I want to reassure the people who have been involved with this guy and who has been objectified and been victimized by this man that even though I still hold out the hope that this isn't true, definitely, I, I, I hope it's not true, but I still hear you. I still hear you and I still will deliver the information. Now, um, a very good YouTuber named Repzilla, um, go subscribe to him. He's really good at what he does. Um, he has interviewed at least a few of his, uh, Destry's, like, close friends at the time. And we will be taking snippets of that because he has given um, permission to other platforms to use the recording however they wish. So I am going to use that um, in certain spots and deliver my opinion on it. And like I said, I mean, I... It's painful. It's not really painful to me, of course, because I'm not trying to um, discredit anybody who's gone through the reality of who Destry really is and what he's done. But as a perspective of a fan who's watched him for years, who's laughed at his jokes, and who has um, 
loved him very much as just a person who I thought was real and incredibly blunt with things and told the cold hard truth about his home life and about his life in general. It sucks to actually have to hear from anybody that he has had child porn on his um, laptop, that there's a hard drive somewhere floating around with every single um, nude picture that he's ever received and a whole lot of other things. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's terrible. Um, And as far as me, who has been a fan and watched his videos for years, I mean, he's he's helped me... (coughs) Excuse me. He's helped me laugh at my own depression. He would make choke. He would make jokes about his depression, and I would be able to laugh at my own and be like, "Oh, haha!" You know, it's just it's terrible, but it's like okay. You know what I mean? I I will say that Destry has put a smile on my face many many times, but that does not excuse his behavior, and we're gonna get into that right now. And just a quick little history lesson. For those of you who do not know who Destry Smith is, Destry Smith is a YouTuber. uh, People have been calling him an OG YouTuber, meaning like he's been there for so long. He's probably one of the first uh, YouTubers to get famous off of YouTube. Um, I mean, if I didn't know any of this stuff, I would put him right up there with Jacksepticeye, Daz Games, and... PewDiePie. But hearing all of this, I I'm I'm gonna cut him down. Like all the ranks. All those ranks. Like he doesn't belong up there anymore. I mean. But he comes from Idaho. Um he's originally from Idaho and he has moved a couple of times. Um I won't go in like all of that. Um, like his whole home life, but um, he has expressed that he has been very estranged with his mother. Like he didn't have a very good relationship in his teen years with his mother. Um, he'll even say, I was an a-hole to my mom. You know, I, I was really terrible. You can even ask my mom. I was a bad kid, you know. And He has admitted that he has cheated on girls. He's done some very unforgivable things. Now, does him admitting all of that mean that we should forgive him? That's up to you. That's up to you. Um, Even though I feel like pedophiles and people who objectify women and children and even manipulate their friends should deserve the worst punishment ever. It's always up to the person that I am delivering this information to to figure out who Destry Smith is to you or who this person I'm talking about is to you. Um, I can't make that decision for you. 
But I don't necessarily know what his first famous um, YouTube video was. I know the first one that I did, like I watched, was when him and Nate were friends um, and they were messing around with an app called Photo Booth or something like that. And I had a friend in my neighborhood that I would hang out with and she showed me the video and we just busted out laughing and that was how I started loving Destry Smith and how I thought he was funny and all of this stuff. I mean, he was funny. And I, yeah, he has talking about his mother before and how um, they didn't really have a very good relationship when he was a teen or when he was growing up. Um, Apparently it has um, gotten better now. But he never talks about his father, and the reason why I want to touch upon that is because there's always a reason why certain people are the way they are. Um, I know I've promised that I would talk about generational curses, but um, I know I get distracted a lot, so I get distracted about certain topics, and I, I have to talk about it now. But basically, a generational curse is something that is passed down spiritually. And, um, yes, I am talking biblically. It's fine. Um, you can believe it or not. It's fine. Believe what you want to believe. But a generational curse is basically something that is passed down spiritually or characteristically that is negative. So, let's say someone... And I'm not talking about Destry here. I don't know what's what's happened in his family life for him to end up the way he is. Um, but let's just say a child grew up with his uncle molesting him. And then he grows up very stunted in his social life, very, um, how do I say it? Very shy, very untrusting, very closed off, and maybe... Sometimes, because we do see this in certain cases, and I'm not saying that everybody who's been molested is a molester. Not saying that at all. At all. But we have seen some cases where there are people who have been molested in their child life that end up going to do it again to somebody else. And that is what we call a generational curse. That is what we call something that has been passed down from a generation to a generation. And if if it keeps going, then it is this whole curse that can even add on to things. So maybe that person that learned this behavior from his uncle also learned how to rape kids or rape women or kill women. And there goes another curse. There goes something that also needs to be broken off. So, do I believe that Destry Smith has a generational curse? That's not up to me to say. Um, Spiritually, that's not up to me to say. But the absence of his father in his life and the fact that he does not talk about his father at all in any of his videos, it 
raises awareness in me as a person who sees this stuff spiritually. Um, I, I want to know. I do. I want to know what, what his relationship is with, is with his dad. Did he do anything to his uh, son, you know, for him to end up this way? And we all know that he has hinted a lot about his life as a child. Um, I can't really take anything as truth because sometimes, yes, he does make jokes about his life and his child life. But as far as I have been informed by just by watching him, he has said that he's lived in an army tent with his mother by the river. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Don't take that as fact. Because it came straight from Destry's mouth, so we know it could have been a joke. (laughs) But um, he has had a very hard life. And he has had a um, life that is so... I don't want to say intense or even, like, bad, because I don't know. But he has a certain life where he refuses to talk about his father. He refuses to talk about his father. And, um, but, yeah, we're gonna get into, um, some other stuff, uh, besides, like, my opinion on this guy. So, we are going to jump into some of the stuff that I've learned from Repsilla's YouTube, uh, video. So, before I get into it, and I know I've, I've made, like, three different recordings before I even started. I know you guys are probably wanting to get into the juicy details of what's going on. But, to kind of sum it up for you, these are three former friends of Dustry Smith that have stories and have experiences with him and has seen some certain things that are, uh, pretty off and pretty weird and wrong, and um, they'll start talking about how he would manipulate his friends into not talking to each other, like he would stifle the communication between his friends. So if he had two friends, for example, they would- he would keep them from talking to each other, basically. So we're just- we're gonna get into it. I'm gonna stop talking. Okay, let me play it real quick. Uh, that will be in the pinned comment and in the description. You can just easily click to it. It's also in a podcast format, so you can easily listen to this. Now, if anybody out there wants to use pieces of this interview for their own videos, you're more than welcome to do that. I appreciate. Okay. That is just him giving permission... You know, so let's just keep going. Okay, well, let me get this out of the way real quick. The people in the YouTube video that I will be taking snippets from because uh, Repzilla has given people permission to use it. Um, as information for their own platforms, which is really generous, and 
Thank you, Revzilla. Anyway, um, they will be talking about a guy named Nate. And Nate, for those of you who don't know, Nate was Destry's best friend. Like, his ride or die. Like, they were ride or die YouTube friends. They were best friends for a very long time. They've been friends for about 14 years. And, um, on YouTube, they were like best friend goals and and stuff like that. Like, they lived together at one point and they even had their own channel called Desonate and all of this other stuff. So, before I even get into the YouTube video, because at first, I was going to just record some of the YouTube video and then when they got to Nate, I would explain and then I would share his TikTok recording. So instead, I'm going to have to put Nate's TikTok first just to get it out of the way because it's shorter. But basically, Nate knows a whole lot more about Destry Smith than anybody. And everybody in the YouTube video, like Kimmy, Layton, and Sam, they um, never really met Nate, which is kind of interesting and strange. Which only kind of um, solidifies the fact that Destry would manipulate the situation between friends to where they wouldn't talk to each other at all. So, let's uh, get into Nate's little testimony of why they are not friends anymore because they've been friends for goodness gracious they have been friends for 14 years and then all of a sudden I remember watching Destry Smith's um what was it the the movies that make you that make him cry um video and when he got to the fox and the hound he said a friend of mine and I decided not to be friends anymore and I knew clearly that you know he was talking about Nate because um, at that time uh, they both had like a fox and the hound picture on their Instagram which kind of confirmed to me like okay him and Nate aren't talking to each other anymore I wonder why you know, and for the longest time I didn't know why, but since all of this stuff is starting to come out, this is probably why, and it would explain why they're not friends anymore. Okay, well, it looks like he has deleted the TikTok videos. I think there was about maybe four or five videos of what he was talking about. I'm not sure why he would decide to delete them. Maybe he got some hate from that. But, um, let me go look in on TikTok and see if somebody has re-uploaded it, so give me a minute. Okay, yeah, he, he did delete, uh, his story. Um, I don't know why, um, but anyway, from his, uh, point of view and from his, uh, testimony on TikTok that I have watched before, the gist of it is, is that, um, he stopped being friends with him because he was so manipulative and um, basically Destry wanted everybody for himself, like every girl to himself. Um, there were two girls in particular, one of them was named Evie and Evie and Nate, like he's, Nate started really liking Evie and so 
um, you know, he talked to his best friend about it and he goes, well, Evie and I are talking and we're, I'm about to break up with my girlfriend at the, at, you know, I don't know what, who his girlfriend was at the time, but, um, that kind of shed some light on who he really was. Like he robbed an experience with, um, this girl that he really liked because he just wanted to play around with every girl that he came in contact with. But that's, that's all I really know. Um, I kind of wish that he would re-upload his story because it is very, um, very informative, but, um, I don't know. I just hope Nate's doing all right, so... Uh, that will be in the pinned comment and in the description. You can just easily click to it. It's also in a podcast format, so you can easily listen to this. Now, if anybody out there wants to use pieces of this interview for their own videos, you're more than welcome to do that. I appreciate uh, Sam, Kimmy, and Layton for coming on and sharing their stories. If you could do me a favor, if you could introduce yourself to everybody. Just tell everybody like a little bit about you, who you are. Yeah. Um, my name, my name is Sweever. Um, essentially, I was friends with Destry for about three years. Um, and yeah, we just made videos together. He helped me with my stuff. I helped him with his. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I stopped talking to him. What was it? Roughly June of 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2020. Sorry, June. Yeah, June, June of 2020. Okay. And we have Kimmy here as well. Yeah, hi, I'm Kimmy. I was also a former friend of Destry's. I met him probably October of 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it all started. And then I stopped as well in June. So did you guys all stop in June? Um, I stopped talking to Destry last uh last year before I moved away from Portland, him and I just kind of stopped talking because at that point I was starting to realize that he uh, was just not that great of a person and would kind of push his friends against each other. So we got Leighton, Kimmy, and Sam. From what we talked about yesterday, uh, Destry does this thing where he keeps his friends from talking to each other. Yeah. So just kind of explain to me what the dynamic between your guys' friendship is and, like, what uh, led you guys to just never want to talk to him again? Uh, pretty good example. Uh, just has to do with, uh, you know, Layton and his partner were living with us at one point. Um, and, you know, when you're living with somebody, you usually talk to them every day, you know, and right. hopefully would set ground rules, um, you know, and be able to have conversations with each other when things are going wrong. The problem is, is let's say I'm hanging out with Destry first thing in the morning. And so I'll talk with him and he'll go, Hey, well, you know, when Leighton was over here last night, he was saying this thing and this thing and this thing, you know, and you know, I I told him, you know, I told him like, oh, like Sam wouldn't do that. He's a nice guy. Um and I'm kind of explaining this poorly. Honestly, Leighton or Kimmy, if you guys could take this, my my brain's kind yeah, of just can... not. Well, no, I understand guys. So what they've explained is textbook narcissism and manipulation. Um it's 
very high school behavior. It's not something that you would want to do in your 20s or 30s. Um, it's, it's not something that you want to um, do to your friends. Um, I know probably back in the day when we were kids, you know, we did that because we were kids. You wouldn't do that now that you're an adult. So the way that things would go is he would consistently like you'd only hang out with maybe one other person with him or two sometimes and he'll tell you a lot of negative things about the person that isn't there and um, then he'll tell you a lot about what that person has to say about you sometimes and he'll kind of create um, things between us so like he would tell me things about Sam and be like yeah Sam Sam thinks you're a piece of and then like I would be like well Sam can go fuck himself and Destry would then go to Sam and be like Leighton says you can go fuck yourself so he'll put you in a situation to force you to say something and then use it as like ammunition with someone else just to kind of prevent anyone from sharing a story so that's what we call manipulation um it's something that a lot of um insecure and narcissistic people do they like to use people in order for their own entertainment or for them to to for them it's like a power thing the more they get their friends riled up about each other and they pin friends against each other the more powerful and the more good they look to them and the more information they get from them because they trust this person. And if I mean, none of us, none of us, none of us here know Nathan. Right. Like, none of us ever talked to him. We know, like, all of us were fans of Destry when we were younger. And that's the only relationship that, like, the three of us really had to Nathan at all. Like, so I know nothing about him. So I can't really answer exactly, like, if he had done the things that Destry was blaming him for. But most of the things that Destry would sometimes say about people would usually be him hinting at himself and slowly revealing things about himself. Mm -hmm. Okay, that kind of shows me that he has no remorse for anything that he's doing. And Destry Smith is a very good example um, of how people become the way they are. And since... He's acting still like a high school kid. It shows me that he has a lot of hurt from the people that may have bullied him or the people that may have hurt him or used him in a certain way. And now he's projecting all of that hurt upon the people that he calls his friends. Um, I don't condone it. I, I don't like that he's doing that. Um... But it is something as an example to see, like, this guy probably has a lot of hurt from somewhere in his life that he's not taking care of. Um, like I said, you know, pedophiles and uh, people who objectify women and children and, and even little boys. Like, I, I, we haven't even gotten to the child porn part, um, so excuse me for that, but... There always has to have an origin for this type of problem. People just aren't born a pedophile. People aren't just born nasty and evil. Um, there's something 
in their life that had to make them that way. And since that, uh, he's kind of gaslighting Nate saying that he's the one that's done all of this and that he's the one that has the hard drive and that he's the one that's objectified women and all of that stuff. He doesn't care. He doesn't value the the relationship that he has with Nate um, and that he doesn't have any remorse for anything that he's doing. And that's pretty awful. Um, I... <laughs> I don't, I don't like that at all, um, that he's even, like, hinting about himself and how he have, has done these things, or he might have done these things, and he's not at all sorry about it. Now, if you, for the viewers that don't know, there's, there have been several accounts of this, uh, this hard drive that he has on his, uh, computer. And it is full, it's like a full collection of just inappropriate images of every, and this is, it's going to get pretty weird, but uh, I'm going to let these guys talk about this situation, because at one point in time, he did say that, let me read here, he did say that this was something that he saw uh, Nathan had, and he was trying to say that this was his doing, and yeah he definitely blamed the hard drive thing on nathan and made like a few comments about how nathan had a hard drive of like and with like every girl on it he would just make comments about that every once in a while right yeah and from my experience um i heard a completely different story where it was um a friend of destry's had made up the hard drive and essentially uh, wanted to uh, try, uh, not necessarily blackmail him with it, but essentially try and tell people he had it and be like, yeah, it's like in a safe in his house or whatever. Um, And so he always told me, oh, that doesn't exist. If somebody ever came into my house looking for it, there's like going to be a note in there that just says, oh, I see who my real friend is, which kind of goes back to the whole idea of him telling certain people like a small tidbit of information and if somebody else finds out about that tidbit of information then he knows who's talking to each other in the friend group Sam you could um, sorry to kind of hop in here what Sam was kind of like finishing there is is like that's another thing that Destry does is he'll he'll make up something and he'll give five different versions of the same story to five different people and he'll know who got what story and then when he hears that story being said from someone else's mouth he'll then know who talked to who. And it's just like a system that he has set up so he knows who's talking about who. And So from what they're saying in the video, um, he has a very high school mindset. Um, this is something that you would see on the movie Mean Girls. Like, this doesn't happen in real life, or it shouldn't happen in real life. Like, why are you so obsessed with who's talking to who and who you can trust. Like, that tells me that Destry has trust issues with people, that he may have been hurt a long time ago by somebody, a friend, a a family member, anybody, that has given him this trust issue. I'm not trying to put him in a positive light, of course not. Um, 
I am trying to treat this situation as it as it should be with care. But like I said, there is always an origin of of why someone is the way they are. Um, there's always something in their past or in their present that they uh, have held against somebody and people aren't just bad because they want to be. Um, There's always got to be some sort of origin of how they came to be that way. But, um, yeah, that's not a good way to treat your friends. So from what they're saying, Destry Smith did have child porn on his, um, hard drive. And he admitted to it. He said, well, yeah, I did at one point, but I got rid of it because it made me feel dirty. Um, I don't know if this is true. And trust me, I'm not trying to discredit any of their experiences with Destry Smith. But if this is true, this is really, really big. Um... We all know, like, for those of you who were fans or who still are fans of Destry Smith, he can make pretty crude jokes. He can make some really dirty, disgusting, and disturbing jokes sometimes. Is it okay? No. Of course not. Especially when it comes to child porn. That's something to me that you do not joke about. That's something that is very serious to me, and I hate that people still make jokes about like aborted babies and molesting children and all of that stuff like I just watched a YouTube video of Bob Saget making jokes about like touching little girls and all this stuff I'm just like that's not funny that's not funny and I I don't like that I don't like that at all there's no real I, I can't defend that uh, as a person who stands up for children, a person who stands hey, up for wake up! Jesus, I'm sorry. It's an alarm. Um, but for somebody like me who stands up against abortion, who stands up for any cruelty or human trafficking of children and molestation, rape, any type of cr- cruelty of children, I cannot stand up. I can't stand up and defend somebody who could be potentially a pedophile. And I know I was on the fence about it before because I really want to hold out the hope that he's not this way because like I said, I am a fan. He, to me, he was a person that put a smile on my face. But now it's it's crazy to think that he is... And could be this very person and monster that everyone's talking about. And this has been happening for years, like I've said. And um, I can't make an excuse for him for that. Like, it's been happening for years, and it needs to stop. Then moved back to the Portland area. And until I could get an apartment, I stayed at Destry's for a few weeks. And then I ended up moving in with Sam and Kenny temporarily. But I, the whole situation with living with Destry was very weird because he wouldn't let my boyfriend and I stay on the couch. Like he very much forced us to take his bedroom and then hold, held that over our head and would be like, 
I'm giving you guys my bedroom. I'm sleeping on the couch. You know, I'm the nicest person ever. No one else would ever do this for you. And he, he really milked that with us to make us feel awful about that situation, like more than we already did. Right. Just, just to make it clear for the viewers, uh, Destry was the one that he was this uh, celebrity. He had all this money and he would often try to use this stuff to, to like hang over you guys in specific ways. Yeah. So, so there is something that they do talk about uh, later on in this video that I kind of wanted to talk about since they're talking about like, I'm this famous YouTuber, he's got that mentality like I'm, nobody else will do this for you and all that stuff. Like I said, that's a, that's textbook narcissism, that's textbook manipulation, um, a narcissism is someone who is very self-focused even though it may seem to other people that they're also nice to people, but they'll always want the credit to whatever they're doing for this person to come right back to them. Um, I've had experience with people like that in my life. It's very frustrating and very exhausting to be friends with somebody like that or to be around someone like that because you're constantly being reminded like I did this for you so you should be kissing my feet sort of mentality like um I guess in high school um he started getting very famous and the fame went straight to his head and so they are saying um that he hasn't really matured past high school and I mean based on the jokes that he makes on his videos. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's probably true. Very true. Rogue Radio will be right back after this message. this stuff on his computer can you explain that yeah um okay so pretty much there was a time that i was at destry's i was sitting on the couch in his office and i was just like drawing something like making a t-shirt design probably and um destry's like personal assistant or production assistant whatever you want to call her was in the room with him and um destry is at all times of the day talking about girls and talking about the and talking about sex and that's like that's all he knows how to talk about so you just kind of tune it out after a bit but i was picking up and hearing information as he's just talking about how his ex-girlfriend had the best that he'd ever seen and he got my attention and showed me he's like hey look at this and he was scrolling through a big folder on his imac and opened a video and it's a video of his ex-girlfriend okay um i wanted to stop just to make just to not trigger anybody who has gone through something like this because um i don't i don't like sharing too much information even though that um they repzilla probably got a lot of uh permission from the people that they're talking about in order to talk about this but um i just don't like the situation i don't when it comes to women 
and uh, I want to be able to defend them as much as I can. Um, so that's why I paused it where I did. But um, like, uh, I think it's Leighton. I think Leighton is talking. Um, basically, he's saying that um, Destry constantly makes jokes about sex, about girls, about a whole lot of sexual things, and this actually does confirm the fact that he's actually made jokes and weird comparisons in his YouTube videos, and um, I, for one, am a witness of that. I have seen that on his videos, and yes, I have laughed at that before because it's stupid humor, and um, sometimes people just want stupid humor. And, um, and even though I may hold out the hope that Destry Smith is not like this, I have to treat this situation with care and that it is real. Because I truly, for one, am not a witness to any of this. I am not in his circle of friends. I am not a friend of his. So when it comes to me as someone who wants to relay information to people who are listening to my podcast, I need to treat a situation as very careful as I can in order to respect the people who have gone through this stuff and make sure that even if it is real or fake, this is something that I want to cover because it's real in general and it shouldn't be happening. The fact that Destry Smith has a hard drive of women and nude pictures, um, it isn't right. I don't know why he would do something like that. Um, I want to say it goes back to the power thing where um, whoever tries to expose him, he's able to blackmail with a nude photo of somebody who does. Um, like I said, it's a big control thing. There's a lot of people that have been controlled, that have gone under manipulation, and who are manipulative and who try to gain control over victims. And I've experienced it before, um, so I know it's real. It happens, it does happen, and it's wrong. Um, I have never been in this particular situation, so I will not relate to that. I will not um, talk about that specifically. But when it comes to being um, around somebody who has been manipulative and controlling, I have experienced that. So there was something while I was playing the video after I stopped the recording um, that was something that Leighton said, uh, that after he showed this lewd act that was videoed, that was on video of his ex-girlfriend, uh, Leighton also saw that this was a pretty big folder with a lot of content in it. So there was more than one video, more than one picture of a lot of girls, a lot of women. So, yeah. His assistant, um, who is female, um, apparently is very complicit with what Destry does and what Destry says. She goes along with everything. And I guess you'll hear later on that she also has a cousin that was involved with Destry Smith as well. But we're going to keep listening.
say her name. Preferably, no. I'd rather us not all say her name. We can talk about Chase. He's a piece of. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get okay, Chase is somebody that is also a friend of Destry Smith. Um, I have seen him in a few videos. I don't know what's what his deal is with uh, Destry Smith and him being involved. So maybe at some point they will mention Chase as well. This yeah, I saw you saw this Destry's girlfriend. I think it's important for the viewers to know that uh, De- you, you talked a lot about how you feel like Destry did not mentally grow above the age of sixteen years old because he got uh, so he, he became a celebrity in high school and didn't a further education after that. Can you kind of uh, shine a little light on that? Yeah, I mean, like, all, like I said, like, all I know about Destry is, like, I was a super fan of him when I was 13 years old, and then I met him when I was 12. Okay. Um, one thing that all three of these uh, witnesses and victims have in common in this uh, stream uh, session that they're having is that they're all fans. They were fans at one point of Dusty Smith, which makes me think that he has this sort of celebrity complex where he needs people to love him around him. Like, he needs people around him that loves him in order for them to be easily manipulated to the point where everything that he does is fine, even though it's not. Um, you'll see this in a lot of YouTubers, I feel like. Um, J Station, Onision, um, and I want to say... I don't want to... I can't think of any more. Never mind. (laughs) But that's just to name just a couple. That's also a form of narcissism. That's also a form of being uh, deluded and... uh, thinking that uh, because I'm a star, there's nothing I can do that is wrong. And that is completely incorrect. That knew him back then says that, like, the fame instantly hit his head. He There's there's stories that you guys can see on Twitter of girls talking about how he used his fame at, like, 17 or 18 over their heads when he was, like, 14, well, when they were 14. So he, he genuinely is, like, just a person that seems like he's just been in this, like, echo chamber where he's never changed it's always been the same persona that's why he does the same hairstyle every day he he didn't doesn't, really nothing, nothing changes for him yeah, like he didn't literally much more after that he didn't go to college or anything no. he just kind of stayed stuck in that time yeah yeah and i w- i will say i think i think the thing when uh kimmy and i stopped talking with destry the thing that really made me want to to search for the truth and and start you know um trying to have these discussions with people was simply the fact that so many of the things that i saw between destry and my roommate um like so many of the things that i saw between him and her and the way that he treated her the way that he treated other women while he was with or with quote unquote our roommate um you know, it lined up almost perfectly. So Destry has had multiple roommates uh, that come and go. Um, because I feel like not just because they've fallen on a hard times, but I think Destry also wants to be that one heroic friend that does everything for them in order to rub it in their faces later when they decide not to be around him anymore. And... 
that is very, very manipulative. Um, and we're just going to keep listening because there is going to be a story that I really want to highlight in this podcast before I end it um, that I feel needs to be uh, talked about. So we're going to keep going. One thing they do talk about in here is that he is constantly talking to somebody, some girl, some woman, and um, whether he be dating a girl, he'll also be talking to another girl behind her back. And um, this, I feel, is part of the fame thing, where he can't do anything wrong, where it is, he doesn't care who he hurts, it's like... Almost like, I want to hurt you before you hurt me sort of mentality. And maybe I'm wrong about that. But um, there are people out there that will hurt another person because of a past hurt. Or because they're afraid of commitment. Or afraid of even being loved the right way. But, um, yeah. He's risking um, being found out. And he's constantly flying people back and forth wherever they're at so that he can meet with them, talk with them, all of that stuff. So another thing that they're talking about going back to uh, showing them sexual pictures and videos, they say it's mostly because it's out of the excitement of seeing somebody's reaction. He thinks it's funny. And that kind of reminds me of Shane Dawson on how he uses his comedy for the shock factor. So, um, back in the day, um, I know Shane Dawson is in a different type of hot water now, but, um, he would make jokes about pedophilia, racism. He would make racist jokes. There was one time that he did blackface, um, all of that. And he did it for the shock factor. He, he did it because, it was funny, and he also wanted to shock people. And to me, that reminds me of Shane Dawson when Destry Smith decides to show something sexual to one of his friends and see the reaction. It's not okay, um, because he's exploiting other women that he's been involved with, and also exploiting children who are about 14 years old as well. And that should not fly with any fan, anybody... Um, on YouTube should never be doing this. Not to mention Shane Dawson and Destry Smith were working together at one point. There was a section on Shane Dawson's YouTube channel back in the day uh, that Destry Smith actually did. It was called WTF5. So it was just a smaller version of uh, WTF News. He uses his like, he, he only really has people around him that were fans of him. And it's it's a level of manipulation, I believe, because he will always put you in a position where you have to almost earn the ability to be there when he's filming or get the spot to be the fifth person in his, his little car so you can go on a trip with him. So there is a ranking in his friendship which should not be at all established because that is another uh, type of manipulation and narcissism which uh, I feel is wrong Um, because it makes people seem less important to that person Um, 
So yeah, we're just gonna keep going. There's more information. Like it's a it's always like a tier system of us all having to play these games so we can stay on Destry's good side. And I know you talked about there were times where uh, if he was going to a place, he would kind of like taunt it in front of you if you didn't have enough money. And then when he would go to these places, he would tag uh, friends in a way where you would see it and it would just kind of like hurt your feelings and stuff like that. And you felt like that was something that was purposely done. Yeah, he definitely would, um, like, say he would go with uh, Sam and Kimmy to a trampoline park. Then he would make sure that he put, like, put it on his Instagram and his Twitter. So then, like, I would know or another friend would know that, like, we didn't get invited to that day. And then it's it's little things like that. Like, it's, it's consecutive where he'll be texting you. And be like, yeah, we're going to hang out. And then he just won't respond. And then you'll see that, like, he took a few people to go play top golf. So it, it is like a an exclusive, like, club that you're consistently being, like, you're, we, we all felt like we had to, like, we all, like, you want Destry to be your friend. Like, genuinely, like, you want him to like you. So you put up with his bullshit. And then you laugh at everything he says. And then the moment you slip up and disagree with him, then you're you're kind of like back at the bottom of the list. Narcissism. Something that I want to talk about that you brought up yesterday um, was how he has this kind of points system that he keeps uh, and pictures of different girls' uh, private parts. That reminds me a lot of Onision as well. Um, for those of you who were fans of Onision or who know who Onision is, You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He had um, many underage girls send him pictures of themselves, and then he would rate their bodies, um, which is not okay, especially if that fan is underage. Um, That's disgusting and very wrong. And just because Destry Smith is appeared to be a favorite doesn't make him any less guilty of what he's doing now. Like a tear Sam system. Kimmy, of, do you guys have a? Do you guys have a better Kimmy way to put it? To talk on this a little bit because she was definitely on one of the lists. Well, that that's. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Destry showed me lists that started off with like things that a girl would do that he hated. Like, like he would say like an individual's name at the top of it, and then down this list is just like every little flaw about her something that annoys or irks him whatever but then it would like i didn't see these physically like these are other girls that would tell me about their list because he would show them to them as well i guess but one that was alarming was like there would be lists of people not just girls but like friends and like details about them and details about things they've said or facts or it was almost like he was trying to keep everything in line so like he had every back end of I don't know just something to keep on someone or if they said something up they would be able to like hold it against them or something but yeah, he, he, I know you said that he was like he had this just list of things not only just for his friends but he, he was almost keeping point systems on people <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was an ad. Um, I think I think uh, Kimmy actually, she, she may have just talked about the 
cheering he had for uh, the best would that's um, yeah that's uh, yeah. very creepy considering that some of these girls are under the age one thing that they do talk about because I want to be able to talk about what I remember in with my own voice than just recording this whole YouTube video um, because I feel like Repzilla worked too hard in order to get these people together for someone to actually just record something on a podcast the whole way through so um I'm doing my best just to record what I remember and talk about it and also record the main points in order so that um, you guys get enough information from the video and enough information from me. So uh, basically uh, when it comes to him talking to women uh, constantly, sometimes he would only talk to women and be around women in order to for his house to be cleaned. He'll use the women to clean his house and keep his house clean and all of that. There have been times where these people have witnessed him playing hockey with cat poop, um, which I feel is very disturbing. Why would you want to play with your cat's poop? Um, anyway. Also, he doesn't know how to keep a house. He doesn't know how to clean a house uh, from what they have said, um, which to me comes from depression. Um, I've experienced this before where, you know, when you're severely depressed, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to clean your house. You don't want to take care of yourself. So I will say that he's even talked about his depression, whether that's true or not. It, it may show that in his home, because it's so cluttered from what they say, he also has a cluttered mind. He also has a mental illness. So, um, but this does not make any excuse for what he's doing to these women at all. Um, forever, instead of being Kimmy or Kimberly or whatever, it was always 300% legs. And when I first started hanging, and, you know, when, when she first kind of came into the friend group, I kind of thought it was like a mutual joke. And, and I'm sure to an extent it probably was, but it, you know, stuff like that would wind up super. He has nicknames for every woman that he talks to in his phone. And that's what uh, he's talking about. So if two of his friends are dating, he'll also kind of make sexual jokes towards the woman that their male his male friend is involved with and i feel like that would be stepping over the line don't you they also touched upon stockholm syndrome which basically means that a victim is in love with the abuser not all of the time um it, that a victim is traumatized it doesn't always uh turn out to be i hate this person i don't want to see this person um, being constantly triggered with negative emotions. Sometimes when an abuser or when a manipulator has a victim, they fawn. And that's one of the four main reactions, which also explains Stockholm Syndrome. And uh, those four main reactions are fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And when they're talking about uh, Stockholm Syndrome, that's what they're talking about. When someone fawns over an abuser or a manipulator, um, that's what they're talking about, that they always wanted to be friends, like they're friends, and even though, uh, 
this person has done so many evil things and horrible things to their friends, uh, they try to push that aside and still be friends with them. That is a sign of Stockholm Syndrome. So with him flirting with his guy friends' girlfriends, um, that shows to me that he thinks that he can get any girl because he is a celebrity, because he is a famous YouTuber, and because the people that he hangs around with are former fans, that he can manipulate them in any way that he wants to get what he wants. Um, it's a way of showing his guy friends, like, hey, I can, I can take your girl if I want to. And that's not true. <laughs> not entirely true at all. That's just delusional. And uh, where he was trying, he, it was a very similar situation. He was into a girl named Evie. Um, in Destry was in a relationship. I can't remember the girl's name at the time. Uh, but he, essentially, that girl went to a family member's for just a visit for a while on a trip. And Nathan told, or Destry told that his girlfriend that he was trying to help Nathan hook up with Evie, but then Destry told Nathan that he had already, is already dating Evie. So it was like a weird situation, but it's very I was actually time. there when that was like happening. Can you, can you enlighten like, us on that? On the whole Destry and Evie thing? Yeah. Um, all I know is that like I was, there was a period of time where I was going over to Destry's house a lot and then I stopped being able to go over. And he was just starting to tell me that it was because him and Amber, his girlfriend, were fighting a lot. And he was saying that she was terrible and she's the reason why his house is always dirty and she ruined everything. And he really painted me this picture that she sucked. And at that time, I was uh, starting to go through like a breakup of my own. And um, he, he really like would try to like relate to me with what I was going through and tell me he was going through that. And then he gave me this whole story of like, he found this girl and they were friends and then they fell in love. And it was this beautiful story of like, they're meant to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut that little story short because um, I can explain it by myself. Cause I remember a lot of it. Um, he's talking about Evie, of course. And Evie was somebody that uh, Nate Owens was interested in that, um, he supposedly tried to steal from Nate, and him and a few of his friends actually went to California, and his friends were thinking, like, hey, we're gonna go meet Shane Dawson, but the whole reason why he wanted to go to California was to meet Evie and talk to her and spend some time with her. And this almost cost one of his friends um, a job that he really wanted in California because um, I guess one of his friends was going to be involved in a podcast and um, because of Destry's impulsive uh, actions and lies, uh, he missed out on that and he had to reschedule and uh, he, yeah, he almost lost his job and that is terrible. I stand corrected. They were going to go to this uh, trip 
going to go on this trip in order for his friend to get this job. But Destry canceled it and then he made it for another day. But that was when they were about to meet Shane Dawson. The Shane Dawson thing fell through and he made it all about Evie. There you go. Roommate. Because my male tech also had a client who was like, oh yeah, they're like talking to Destry. And I was like, wow, like small world. And so anytime um, I found out something, I'd go to Destry with it. And eventually I would like bring it up to Becky because she deserved to know, obviously. Becky is, was the girlfriend. Yes, my roommate. And um, there, was a, there was a time where it became blatantly obvious that they confront Destry about not... Multiple times, yes. You guys want to... So, okay. A little backstory on my roommate is, you know, we care about her. We we tried to handle the situation, multiple occurrences, but she was so manipulated by Destry. Like, it, she wasn't going to walk away from the situation no matter how much you told her. And so it kind of got to this point where it was exhausting me because I could see her, you know, mental health deteriorating in my house. And the environment of our house got so toxic that we were just, like, avoiding each other. And it really sucked. And so anytime we're out with Destry and he's bragging about some girl, some bitch, whatever he's going to like plan on having intimacy with, I just would mention, okay, so you're telling Becky this, right? Like Becky knows this. And he'd be like, oh no, or I haven't. And so I'd just be like, okay, you need to like, please, like, please leave her alone. Like her mental health is so bad right now. And like, I can't even like, emphasize how severe it is please just stop and he'd be like oh yeah yeah uh uh-huh i get it yeah but he wouldn't stop and then it it got to a point where you know becky's all dressed up she's like ready to leave the house and i'm like please tell me you're not going over there and you know she wouldn't even like confirm or whatever but i knew where she was and eventually there was a day where i'm at destry's house with sam and someone else and He's talking about, oh, I'm going to go to Portland because this girl I met, like, wants me to come over and, like, she really wants to, like, bang. I'm like, okay, well, are you still involved with Becky? It's none of my business, but are you? And he, like, took a pause and he, like, chuckled and he's like, I can't lie to you guys. Yeah, I'm still banging Becky. And I was like, well, you need to tell her because Becky has always been adamant with him in the subject that if he was going to ever, you know, pursue another woman while being with Becky, she only asked that he would, you know, use protection with her. And I feel like that's very fair. Mm-hmm. And um, he would just, you know, tell her, no, like, I'm not seeing anyone else, just you. And it was just, like, completely gaslighting her. And, some, like, she knew that he was doing something, but he would just try to convince her that nothing was going on. And Now, I want to say, while all this situation was going on, um, he was still having a relationship, even when he had this girlfriend, even when he was doing the Tinder stuff, he still had this other girl who was basically his assistant that we're not naming, um, that he was still having relationships. Uh, That's correct? Yeah, so I think think with that particular instance, that is something that we can merely speculate on simply because of how weird the situation was. Right. And, and the way that we received information and then the way the information was then retrieved.
detracted from us. And so it's one of those things where I cannot say definitively, yes, this was 100% happening, but I can say that it is suspicious the way that the information was delivered to Layton and the way that it was delivered to other members of our group and then the way that it was walked back and retracted um, by both Destry and the assistant. I see. There was another they situation. They walked it back to me months later. I never even got a confirmation about it. They never even really cared to make sure I knew a new truth. There was another situation that had to do with the cousin of that girl that we're not going to name, and I assume we're not going to name the cousin either, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The, the main, my main concern about this situation was is that this cousin first met Destry when she was around the age of 13 years old. And at one point, it progressed into this person and her cousin. He talked them into having a shower with him. Are you guys comfortable talking about that? Um, I mean, we don't know when um, he met uh, his production assistant's cousin. Um, but, yeah, the moment she turned 18, um, he had convinced the two of them to like shower with him. And then he had like bragged about it to other people and it was just all I can really say about the situation is is that like we he would Destry was always told by this production assistant that he could never have a relationship with her cousin that she was protective of her cousin and she just always politely said but in a mean way don't touch my cousin right and And the Destry always behind her back would say I'm gonna be her cousin I'm going to, you know, have sex with her cousin and he would be texting her and like, it was, it was truly like his goal to do that just because it was off limits. That's disgusting. Um, there was a couple other situations. Uh, there was, uh, one to do with, um, a girl that was 17 years at, at the time that ended up having a, a kid. Are you guys comfortable talking about that? Do you guys know any, I don't think I know much about that one besides so I met that her one time. Yeah, so that was something that I kind of um, kind of got from... Uh, essentially, the only thing that I really know... Um, this, this, this is particular- Okay, before they go into this, this is why I want to know whether or not Destry Smith's father is involved in his life. Because, like I said... This could be a generational curse, um, spiritually. Um, like I said, believe whatever you want. But um, the way Destry Smith reacts to this uh, situation that they're about to explain could very well reflect the behavior of his father when it when it comes to his childhood, when it, when it comes to Destry Smith's childhood and how. He probably feels about his father that maybe being a father to a child, um, like Destry being a father to a child, doesn't really mean anything because he didn't have a very good father, or maybe he didn't have a father in his life at all. Killer situation is simply about. that when they started talking, I do believe that she was either underage or freshly eighteen, um, and. There was kind of a running joke in the friend group uh, where it was like her kid might be Destry's because right after they stopped having intimacy or essentially 
when they stopped being intimate, she got with somebody else and then she got pregnant. And so the whole kind of joke was, oh, Destry might have a kid. Um, but can I just say that like this, that incident, like that relationship, all of that happened before any of us knew him. And right when I met Destry, one of the first things we ever did was go to the zoo together to see Christmas lights. And she was there. And he avoided it in a weird way, but then was like, all right, let's just get it out of the way and say hi to her. And he literally said to me, this is my child. Like, that's, I didn't know it was a joke or, or I didn't know what it was. He just straight out of the gate was like, yeah, girl, this is my child. That's crazy. Um, so, like, and his girlfriend, I think, was there with us that night at the zoo. His I'm girlfriend sure. was there at the um, zoo as well? Sorry, I didn't hear you there. You said his girlfriend was with him? I'm pretty positive his girlfriend was with us that night, and she just didn't walk up to her with him and I. I think he just, like, we were leaving, and it was like a, like a quick little, like, hey, hello to her as we were walking by, and it was just Destry and I. The last thing I want to talk about here is this tour he took you on of his hometown. So, um, Destry, uh, in 2000. 19, uh, he took me and his production assistant and we road tripped to his hometown and the whole time, like I was basically what they're about to talk about. Um, I don't want to, I wanted those two main things about Becky and about, um, his potential son to be in there. Uh, but basically, what they're about to talk about is uh, him taking a few of his friends over to his hometown in Idaho, where um, he just basically drives around and says, "Oh, I, I had sex with this girl at this in this gazebo. I stole a computer at this school, and all of this stuff." Like he made the tour about him, and then at some point, uh, he told his friends. Like, hey, we're going to go to my grandmother's house. You guys are so lucky. Nobody meets my grandma. But then a few days or later on after that, um, he takes another set of friends or maybe another friend and says the same thing. So, um, and I guess from what they say, when it comes to his girlfriends meeting his grandmother, he makes her say, like, have give me grandkids or something like that. Like, I want to have grandkids from you. Like, why would you want to do that to your grandma to make her humiliated? I don't know if that's true or not. Like I said, all of this stuff um, is just information. You guys are going to have to make up your minds about Destry Smith. I am just here to relay information. Before I close this podcast, I want to leave you guys with this thought. The internet manipulates a lot of things and puts people in the wrong light. Media is very manipulative. The news, television, radio, internet, your phones, everything is manipulated sometimes. So when it comes to the truth about a certain situation such as Destry Smith, I am only here to relay information. I am only here to talk about the victim's experiences and what they've gone through and take that into consideration on who Destry Smith is to me as well. 
So when I come and talk to you about all of this stuff, when I come onto my podcast and relay this information, I leave it up to my listeners to figure out whether or not Destry Smith should be demonized or forgiven. Um, That's all I really have to say. I just want to let you know that just as much as people are manipulative and evil and wrong, so is the internet. It can always manipulate somebody's view on another person. And all of this information that I've given you is just basically a way of helping you make that determination on whether or not Dastry Smith is in the wrong. And honestly, from what I have seen and what I have listened to, there are a lot of things that do match up. It would explain why Nate and Destry are not friends. Destry Smith, in his merch store, has a shirt that says Send Nudes, which would also confirm the fact that he actually may have this hard drive of nude pictures of women that he could use to blackmail to whomever decides to speak out about their experiences. This is not something that I am for. This is not something that I want to support. This is not someone that I do not... This is someone that I don't want to even be a fan of anymore. Um, Spiritually talking, I do believe that this is a day and age where... People who are doing things in the dark, such as pedophilia, human trafficking, the exploitation of children and women, sexualization of children and women, all of those people are starting to get exposed. That's what I believe in. It's it's prophetically true. So, yes, I believe that there are a lot of things that are true about this story. And as far as me being a fan, I'm sorry. Destry Smith, uh, it's hard for me to talk directly to him because I know for a fact that he probably will never listen to this podcast. But in case he does stumble upon this, Destry Smith, if you are guilty of All of this you need to explain yourself. And if you are innocent in all of this, give us receipts. Give us something to prove that you are innocent. Because you cannot sit and wait thinking that you are innocent until proven guilty, which is something that we do in the law and that's something that we should still be doing, which I agree with. Absolutely. But as far as the internet is concerned, there are a lot of things being said about you that you have not cleared up and that you have not addressed. And we as, or those people who are your fans, you owe that to them, especially if you want a life of being a famous YouTuber. If you want to clear your name, you have to have that You had to give yourself that opportunity and you muting your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok is not helping you at all. 
And as me, as a former fan, I am ashamed. I'm heartbroken. And it's just another... <laughs> it's just another disappointment, to be perfectly honest. You have been this person that I have watched for years that I thought was a good person. And maybe you are. Who knows? I don't know. This is all for God to see. God only sees the truth. But as far as now, you need to explain yourself. You need to prove yourself innocent. That's it.